1: Welcome into this edition of the Rick and Tom podcast. Hey everybody, Tom Jones, Rick Stroud, Tampa Bay Times, along with Steve Versnick, who's our producer and co-host on this edition as we try a little something different here with the Bucs off on Tuesday and Wednesday and the Lightning having coming off a win but off. Uh, on Wednesday as well and we still have uh, a ways to go before the Rays start making deals so we thought this would be a perfect opportunity to kind of have a lightning run as we sort of look around the three area sports teams and uh, we'll have Steve ask us some questions about um, our thoughts on the local teams and where they might be going and where their coaches might be going who might be coaching these teams over the next few months so with that we'll uh, we'll turn it over to our producer Steve Ersnick hey Steve
2: hey how are you guys doing Good. Doing well, doing well. We'll start with the Bucs. What will Dirk's cutter, uh, Dirk Cutter's job be on opening day of football next season? Rick,
1: I will tell you this. He will not be the head coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks. He will be an offensive coordinator for, I'm going to say, it's going to be a surprise for you. I'm going to say he's going to be the offensive coordinator of the New England Patriots. And the reason I say that is because I think Josh McDaniels, who's the current offensive coordinator, will get a job somewhere, and Bill Belichick will be out looking for a veteran, head co- or veteran coach. And he'll hire Dirk Cutter to coach Tom Brady. So Dirk Cutter and Tom Brady, get a little bit of an upgrade for Dirk next season.
3: Sounds like a job trade to me. <laughs> Sounds like they just swap them, swap them out. Uh, I don't think that uh, Josh McDaniel will be the head coach here or maybe anywhere because my information is that uh, he's paid like a head coach now and he's the coach in waiting for Bill Belichick mm, and okay. the New England Patriots. So that said, um, I'm going to shock you even more than you shock me. I'm going to say Dirk Cutter is going to be the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next season.
1: Wow. Opening day mm. next season, Dirk Cutter will be the head coach of the Tampa
3: Bay He will Bucs. be the head coach. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Okay. Wow. Well, and, and,
3: and look, okay. I, I mean, I, I, this is a total guess as we sit here on this day in December. Um, there's still three games to go, so clearly they, they'd have to do well in, in most of those. But, you know, there was a lot of things that happened this year, and I think when the Glazers really sit down and analyze this, um, it's not like he's a bad guy, and it's not like he's a bad coach, and they've had both, and they've fired those guys for those reasons. Um, look, the guy they're going to honor on Monday Night Football had a lot of bad seasons. He just happened to win the Super Bowl in his first one, so he got he got a lot of you know a lot of leniency. But he had some four and twelves in there, and um, you know his last year he lost four in a row after starting nine and three, uh, and did get fired. But I just think that when they really analyze this and they look at the field, they look at okay, you know. Are we going to go for a home run? Because if we're not, is that a good reason to fire Dirk Cutter? Uh, and when they analyze this year with the injuries, I think Dirk ends up being the head coach.
1: All right. We'll let you. I'll, now, you will alternate who goes first on these, and that way you won't steal sure. all my answers or whatever. So
3: huh? <laughs> Couldn't possibly get in your head.
1: Exactly. Right,
2: so, what's up next, Steve? All right. Who will be the Buccaneers starting running back
3: next opening day? Go ahead, Rick. Oh, this is mine? Sorry. Yeah. See, I'm not playing the game very well. Yeah, so I just told uh, you alternate. I don't. I, uh, he is not on the roster. Whoever the uh, starting running back for the Buccaneers next season is not on the roster currently. Uh, it probably won't be Jacquez Rogers. Uh, it, it definitely won't be Doug Martin. Um, it won't be Charles Sims. So a couple of those guys won't be here, period, uh, three of them. That would leave us with Peyton Barber, and I don't think Peyton wins the job. I think they find a free agent and or draft a guy who has a little more uh, splash and dash than Peyton, and I think uh, he's not on this roster.
1: I agree with you. It's not going to be a guy on the current roster right now. I think it'll probably be like a third or fourth-round pick. I would love if it was Saquon Barkley, who mm. actually the Bucks would have a pretty good crack if they decided to take him in the first they round. They would. I'm not a real big uh, first-round-take-a-running-back type of guy unless it's a special back. Now, Saquon Barkley, you could argue, is a really special back. Mm -hmm. He might be the best running back to come out since... mm, Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson, yeah. That's probably the best comparison. Um, I just... uh, Boy, I just really hesitate to take a, a running back that high in the draft. He'll be there. But I I don't think they'll take him. I think they have other needs as well, too. That's the other big thing. They 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 have needs at at pass rusher and maybe Mm -hmm. offensive line. So I agree with you, Rick. It'll be somebody who's not currently on the roster, but it'll be a a draft pick, maybe a third or fourth-round pick type of guy.
2: All right, you guys mentioned John Gruden. What will his Mm -hmm. job be next September?
1: John Gruden on opening night of football season in uh, 2018, Rick, will be the Analyst for Monday Night Football. I just don't see him coming back at this time. Now, I think the Bucks, if they decide to fire Dirk Cutter, will make a big run at John Gruden, and he may even think about it. But I think at the end of the day, he'll look at, the, at, at, at his options and decide, you know what, I'm probably still better off in a Monday Night booth instead of coming back. I do think he will come back to coach one day. I just don't think it's going to be before next season.
3: I'm tired of talking about it, man. You know, I got a job, like my job, want to keep my job. You know what I mean? Never say never. Might go back to coaching one day. I don't know if it's going to be next year. You know what I mean? I've done that. Been there with the Bucs. Love the Bucs. Love Tampa Bay. You know what I mean? I don't think he's going to coach either. And, And how I know that is that when he decides to coach, he will tell his agent. His agent will tell the National Football League that John is done with broadcasting. He wants to coach. And they will line up. And they will do that in an orderly fashion in December, according to my sources. That's what's going to happen when he decides to leave. He will his his job will be Rick. The next job he'll have will be the head coach
1: of the Dallas Cowboys. Wow, I think, I think that well, Jason Garrett is running out of time in Dallas if they don't make the playoffs again next season because they're going to miss it this season. If they don't make it next season, then I think Jerry Jones will start getting a, an itchy finger. And John Gruden will look at it and say, hmm, I can work with Dak Prescott. Yeah, I could. I could work with Ezekiel. Well, half his coaching
3: way. staff is there, so that makes sense.
1: Yeah, Rod Marinelli and all those guys. So uh, that will you. be his next job. But it won't be next September. It'll be a year from it'll be, uh, September 2019. Interesting. And 19. Yeah, that's my guess. What's up next, Steve?
2: All right, let's switch to baseball. Okay. Where, where will Evan Longoria be playing on
3: opening day?
1: Go ahead, Rick. I'll let you take this one. First.
3: Evan Longoria will be playing third base for, and I don't know what the hell they're called now. The Los Angeles <laughs> Angels of Anaheim. I don't even I don't even know what they call them anymore. But he'll be a dirt bag back in Dirt Bag City, where he's had great success, and uh, that's uh, that's where I see him playing. Not in you see Tampa. Him playing,
1: Bay. Not in Tampa. You see him playing in Southern California. I was thinking the same thing. Somewhere in California. I was thinking San Francisco. Giants or maybe even the St. Louis Cardinals if he decides to go somewhere in the Midwest. Uh, he will not be with the Tampa Bay Rays. And I don't think it's up to, to Evan Longoria. If it was up to Evan Longoria, I think Evan Longoria would stay in Tampa Bay, Rick. I think he's happy here. I think he enjoys playing here. I think he enjoys the franchise. I think he enjoys being a big fish in a in a small pond. And I think that going to a, a bigger city um, is not exactly what what he's interested in but i think he's going to do what's best for the tampa bay rays and if they come to him and say look evan we need to make a deal here and you can really help us and we can trade you for four or five guys or two or three guys uh he'll go in on it and i've always thought he would end his career in southern california anyway rick or somewhere Mm -hmm. out west because that's where he's from so i agree with you i think he will be playing angels are a pretty good pick but just to be a little bit different i'll go and say uh i'll say san francisco
2: well, seeing as you guys both think Evan Longoria will not be on the race next year, <laughs> what mm-hmm. do you think their record will be next season?
3: Oof. Go ahead. Uh,
1: you know, okay, last year they won 80 games. They went 80 and 82. If Evan Longoria is traded, I see a wholesale fire sell coming. I see Chris Archer going. I see Jake Odorizzi going. I see um, – I don't know that Kevin Kiermaier goes, but uh, uh, clearly they will. they will be – starting over, but they'll have enough pieces left. Matt Duffy will still be here. They just re-upped with Brad Miller, who's going to have a bit of a bounce back season. I'm assuming that Kiermeyer stays. And think Blake Snell, what we saw at the last six weeks of last year, uh, was decent. I don't think they fall totally off the face of the earth. They're not going to contend, but I don't think they'll lose 100 games. So I'm going to say I'll, I'll drop them from 80 wins to somewhere in the low 70s. So I'm going to say 70, I'll say 75. Three, 73 wins.
3: Oh, that's not bad. Actually, they, they would take that today, especially reloading. Um, I would say the under over is seventy. You took the over. I'm going to go under, and I'm going to say they will lose hundred. I'm going to say they're going to go uh, sixty-two and one hundred.
1: Wow, sixty-two and one hundred. So in my situation, they would lose eighty-nine games. So I even have them shy of, of uh, ninety games.
3: Yeah, but you haven't over.
1: Now let me let me just sort of like add a a uh, an addendum to this question or add a piece to this question. How many 100 hundred lost seasons do you see him It could be 100 years. How many 100 lost seasons do you see him having? I mean, could this be multiple 100 yeah. lost seasons, really?
3: Yeah, they could be looking at two, uh, if not 100, but pushing 100. Uh, oh, two plus 90-plus uh, lost seasons, I think, in a row.
1: Wow. All right. So uh, sad days ahead. for So run,
3: run down and get your tickets. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> just in time for a new stadium right plenty Steve? of good seats <laughs> built.
2: there's the next question when That's will it. a stadium announcement come will it be hillsborough county or somewhere else
1: i don't think a stadium uh, announcement comes at any time in 2018 i think it goes through 2018 and i think at the start of 2019 there will be a decision made whether or not the Rays stay here uh, i really truly believe that it's that nothing's going to happen here? Because here's the big reason why, Rick. Who's paying for it? And as long as the Rays keep f- pushing out there that we're going to pay $150 million for this stadium that's going to cost somewhere between 600 and $800 million, that's not going to get it done. So until Stu Sternberg and their people get serious and say, all right, we're willing to pay $400 million or we're willing to put up half the money, I don't see anybody agreeing to, to put a shovel in the ground anywhere.
3: Yeah, you couldn't get Giancarlo Stanton for $150 million, so they're not going to get a stadium. Um, I'm going to say that uh, they will not break ground on, on anything uh, before the season and, and probably throughout the entire season. I will say, though, that by 2019, maybe going into 2020, uh, they will announce that they're staying in Tampa Bay and they will build a stadium somewhere in St. Petersburg, either at the current site or the city and, and other people, people that be will – Either blow up Albert Witted or the Bayfront or something and build them. That's something where it on the
1: needs to front. be. Can we just get to that point already? Absolutely. If they're staying here, put it down by the water. You know, that's open right. that up. The soccer team's not coming. You're not getting money. How MLS much money stadium.
3: can that airport make anyway?
1: I don't know. I mean that's, that's such prime I real estate. I realize you got the Mahaffey there, and that makes a lot of money for the city and it's a great venue. But and the Dolly Museum's down there and all that. But there's room. There's room for a baseball stadium and, and maybe it's where Al Lang is. I don't know. But that's it's got to be somewhere down in there because it's the only place that really makes sense and it looks beautiful. Be gorgeous. And, and like I said, we're not getting a soccer team here. No MLS is coming to there St. There you Petersburg. go. There you so go, Bill. There's, there's room so for get, a baseball team. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Great. All right. Switching we to the Lightning. Solve
3: that. Lightning yes. have
2: scored forty or forty-six points through the first thirty games. They're the best mm-hmm. team in the NHL. Will
3: they win the Stanley Cup?
1: Go ahead, Rick. You're up.
3: Um, well, I think they're going to win the Presidents' Cup. Does that matter? Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say that because they're the best team in hockey, they'll remain that way throughout the year. They'll go deep into the playoffs, but I think there will be um, bumps ahead. And, and it just seems like—I don't know—I could be wrong about this, Tom. You would have more data than I would, but it seems to me like a lot of the a lot of the teams that that um, have the most points during the season don't always make it or win the Stanley yeah, Cup. Yeah, so you're I'm funny. Gonna, you I'm just asked say, me. A-
1: you just asked me a second ago: Does the don't pre- win the President's Cup? Does that matter? Yes, it matters because pres- teams that win the President's Cup don't win the Stanley Cup. You're right.
3: That's what that. I meant, and so that's why that's why I think that uh, they will not win the Stanley Cup this year.
1: Uh, just to be partly different, but also because of what I'm seeing from this team, I'm going to say they are going to win the Stanley Cup.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
1: And the thing that impresses me most is they can beat you any way you want to play it. You want to get in a, Wednesday night was a per, or Tuesday night was a perfect example. They played a St. Louis Blues team. I'll be honest with you, Rick. They should have lost that game. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky was spectacular. He was great. in that game, and he also got a little bit of luck. They had some posts that were hit behind him, and St. Nice Louis rebound. had <laughs> one guy had a chance that he had a whole open net. Vasilevsky Jeez. was practically in the locker room. I was faked out of his mind, and and the guy missed everything. Um, so. Uh, nevertheless, that was a game that the Tampa Bay Lightning showed that they can they can play a good team on the road and win it. Essentially, it was a one or two nothing game. And then they added an empty netter. Or if you want to get into a shootout with them, you want to play a six five game. They're more than happy to do that. The thing is, is and let's just assume Andre Vasilevsky's not going to get hurt because once you factor in goaltending injuries, then oh, you can curtains. wipe out any team. And it's like losing your starting quarterback in football. Yeah. You lose that, you throw, you know, all all chance of winning out the window. Yeah. But when I look at the Tampa Bay Tampa Bay Lightning, they could survive any injury other than Vasilevsky. If you told me Kucherov was going to go down for a month, it wouldn't be good, but they could survive that. Same thing with Stamkos. same thing with, well, Hedman. Hedman would be a little bit of a, a scary injury to lose for a while because he, he plays so much and controls so much of the game. But they could survive some injuries. They could survive uh, a slump here and there. I think they get in the playoffs, they know how to win. So I'm going to say, yeah, they're going to win the Stanley Cup.
2: The All-Star game is here next uh, next month, actually. It's not that far away. How many mm-hmm. All-Stars does the Lightning get?
1: I'll tell you what. They should have about five or six because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list a bunch of names and all these guys should be there. Vasilevsky should be yes. there. Stamkos should be there. Kucherov should be there. Braden Point should be there. Victor Hedman should be there. Uh, not all those guys are going to get there. I think ultimately what we're going to come down to is I see – I thought all along there was going to be three, Rick. I thought it was going to be Stampko, Kucherov, and Hedman. I didn't think Vasilevsky would get in because I thought, wow, they'll, nah, they'll he's find in. some other guy. He's, the way he's playing lately, he's, he's, he's going to be in. So I'm going to say conservatively there will be four. I'm going to go with Stamkos, Kucherov, Vasilevsky, and Hedman.
3: Can't improve on that. I I, I don't agree with Braden Point. He won't make it this year. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say three or four. I mean, I guess there's an outside chance that uh, maybe Vasilevsky doesn't make it, although I don't know why. It just seems to me he's going to have the best winning percentage and pretty darn good goals again. So, yeah, four, at least four. I'm gonna
1: i g- I'm going to give Steve Verschick some credit here because, Steve, you were on the Braden Point bandwagon before any of us, I think. And uh, if you throw out uh, – you could make an argument. I mean, uh, obviously Kucherov and Stamkos are having really big years. Braden Point, man, that guy's as valuable as – he's no longer like one of the – hey, they got some young guys coming up. No, he's one of the guys that's there, right? I oh, mean,
2: Bra- Braden Point and the other one is Anton Strawman never gets enough credit. Oh, he is the right best pure defenseman on this team. He makes his partners better, whoever it is, Mikhail Sergachev. Uh, mm-hmm. Braden Point and Anton Strauman are unsung heroes that never get enough credit. You, you know why? I'll tell you why you're exactly right about this, Steve, because I think when we
1: look back in a, two years from now, let's say the Lightning, they go pretty far deep in the playoffs again this year and say they continue it again next year. And I know they've gotten some real improvement in goal. Well, Bishop was real good, too, and they've had some injuries over the last couple of years in goal with Bishop. But I think what we'll do is we will look back – over this five- or six-year stretch, and say, what happened that year they didn't make the playoffs? And you will look back and say, you know what? Anton Strauman was beat up that year, and he didn't play well that year. And you might actually look back and say, Anton Strauman, I'm not pinning it all on him, but his ineffectiveness a year ago and him not playing to Anton Strauman's capabilities a year ago was a big reason why they didn't make the playoffs last year. So, so to your point, when he's playing well, they're a much better, much better team.
2: All right, let's switch to college football. Mm-hmm. Who will have a better
3: record next year, Willie Taggart or Dan Mullen?
1: Go ahead, Rick. I'll let you take this. I'm, I'm going to
3: say that uh, Willie Taggart will have a better record, and, and I, that doesn't mean that um, Mullen in, in time won't do a better job. I just think that – I think the cupboard is less bare at um, Florida State, especially with the quarterback situation. You have DeAndre Francois coming back. You got all this experience for this kid this year uh, in the freshman um, they're going to lose some guys on defense. The offensive line wasn't that great to begin with, but they'll recruit some people. So I think Florida State's more ready to win. They won more games already. They've beaten Florida, you know, seven out of eight the last eight years. So Florida State will have a better season.
1: Let me say that this is my favorite question because it gets Rick Stroud to say the word cupboard because he says it like like you like it's spelled. I say cupboard. You say cupboard, and the you used cupboard. To say it on the radio You say it on the radio when we did the radio for five years, and it made me smile every single time. And I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying it's... I, I don't like know if you,
3: it's right or not. It's just what I, just what I, I always I like know. how you
1: say it. And I agree with you. I think Florida State will win more games. I think Florida's in for a spell here of bad football. I think the cupboard, or covered, however you want to pronounce it, <laughs> is it's empty. It's cupboard. Can, I'll, <laughs> I'll pronounce it this way. It's empty. No matter... There's nothing in it is, is what it comes down to. And... Uh, I think it's going to take him a while to, to build this thing back up again, and f- and to find a quarterback, and and to uh, and to look the SEC. I realize the ACC is good, but basically you can win in the ACC if you can figure out a way to beat uh, Clemson. I know Louisville's decent. Here comes Miami; they're starting to come on a little bit. Boy, oh, the SEC though, every time you turn around, I mean, you're playing Georgia one week, and then you're playing LSU, which is a pretty good team, and then you turn around the next week and uh, and play like a Tennessee team that might be sort of building back up again. So, um, I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna be a while before Dan Mullen has it going. I think Willie really Taggart's a lot closer. Now, I don't think they're gonna win like 10, 11 games, but they'll win more next year, and they'll be the first team of all of them to get back to a to a college playoff. Florida, Florida State, all that. And Texas A&M, if you want to throw Jimbo's team in there, I like uh, I like any team that avoids Nick Saban, and right now that's Florida State.
2: All right, and final question. USF's had a uh, great last two years, but Quentin Flowers will not be there next year. How will USF be next year, and how long will Charlie Strong be the coach at USF?
1: You know, it's, it's an interesting question in that I don't think Quentin Flowers is going to... Uh, his his not being there is going to have a major impact on University of South Florida. Now they're in a conference that... Uh, it's not, you know, it's not the SEC, obviously, and and problem is though you have some pretty good teams like like UCF. I, it's going to be good for a while. I see a bit of a drop off, and because of that drop off, and then when I say drop off, I say maybe seven wins next year, eight wins, and if there's only that many wins, Rick, I think Charlie Strong's um, attractiveness to other schools might go down a little bit, and. My gut feeling is that USF will take a bit of a step back and schools will take a bit of a step back from Charlie Strong, even though I I, I believe he's a really good football coach. So I'm going to say they're going to win eight games next year. I'll set the over under at seven and a half and I'll barely go over. So I'll say eight wins. And I think Charlie's there for a few years.
3: Yeah, um I don't know who's gonna play quarterback. I know they're gonna be worse. Um, the conference is really bad. So I, I think it's still possible if they've had some good recruiting years and I haven't followed it closely enough to tell you what whether they have or not. But Charlie can coach a little bit, so I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him nine wins. I, I think that's probably optimistic. And and I agree with you. I think that unless Louisville or someplace like that that loses their coach or he's coached before, uh, he will be at USF for about three or four years at least. Um, because as he gets up in age, he will become less attractive to uh, to other you know Power Five schools. Mm-hmm. But the first chance he gets, the very first offer he gets, he's going to take and get out of USF.
1: Well, you mentioned Rick. If he stays three or four years, I think he's fifty seven. I want to say now. 57, yeah, fifty seven sounds right. Yeah. So I mean, if you wait, is there another three or four years? You're talking past the age of sixty. Yeah. Once you get to mean,
3: sixty, that doesn't mean yeah. you're, de- you're dead. But um right. You know, it does mean that you know it's got to be a perfect situation like where you have. An AD that that knew you in a previous life or something like that. So um, he's you're not going to see him. You're not going to see him. I don't think you're going to see him in the SEC. Um, now, I, I, I will
1: say this, you know, having talked to Matt Baker, our college football writer, that he was Plan B for uh, Florida State. No doubt about it. That he if was. Willie Tiger had Willie Tiger had not taken that job, he was the next call they make. Now that's because there weren't a whole lot of other. Candidates out there available yeah. at the moment, but they would have. But I could see him. Could,
3: couldn't you see him? Like at a Virginia, and I don't know. I don't know who's coaching these teams. So I mean, right, right, Maryland, right, right, right. or no, some some AC. You know, some, what used to be the ACC was now. Um. You, well, isn't you know you could, somewhere in the ACC a, somewhere or a Big in some, East team a Big yeah. East team or some you know some team like that that just has a little bit more tradition um, than Florida State. Let me ask you this question straight up. Let's say Syracuse let's, say Syracuse. let's say Syracuse coach gets a gets a, gets a better job. Is Syracuse a better job than USF?
1: Yes, yes. That, that's what no, I mean. Yes, and that's a, you know I know what you're saying. Although sometimes I, mean, I wonder about that because if like let's say Indiana's oh Indy, the job in Indiana, yeah, yeah, a, yeah, it's a power it's five, a power, it's power a Big five 10. conference.
3: You need the crap kicked out of you. It's like Illinois. It's like Lovey.
1: Right, um, but the facilities are better, and you have more money, and it's probably you probably get paid a little bit better than you would. It's a better job. Um, it seems like it's a better job, but, but you, you won't win as much. And by the way, just to clarify, when I said Big East, I, I meant like the old Big East schools. Like the a, old Big East, Like right. a Louisville or like yeah, a, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. a Pitt or whatever. Um, yeah. I know they've moved on to ACC. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't. like like I look at Scott Frost. I mean, Scott Frost, you had to go to Nebraska. You had to. You had to take that job. Like, I almost felt bad for Scott Frost. It's almost like he was forced to take that job because if he had turned it down, then, then you know, He's his would have been,
3: yeah, that exactly. would have been tough. Exactly,
1: but who's going to have a better year next year? If you're just talking about wins and losses, UCF or Nebraska? Well, UCF's going to. Oh, have
3: a better UCF, year. well, because they're loaded, and he loaded them, and um, they're going to do great. Not the argument
1: conference. coming back, and which is the argument why Charlie would leave someday is the same reason Scott Frost left is they Money. just went twelve and zero. They just went twelve and zero. They yeah. had a historic season. Yeah. Everybody loves him. He's the hottest coach that there is in the country, and he's playing in the Peach Bowl. He's not playing for a national championship. He's playing an Auburn team that lost three games. You know, so that's yeah, the he re- left, same thing. He left.
3: Like, cash money dog.
1: That's true too. But if you look at Willie Taggart, he was going to get a job somewhere eventually. But Willie Taggart, for example, eleven and two. They had the greatest year in USF history. Went to Birmingham. Went to the Birmingham, he, yeah, to the Birmingham get, Bowl. Yeah, you know?
3: exactly, exactly.
1: So that's why eventually. Um, that's why eventually. Charlie would leave, I think, if he had a decent opportunity. Maybe Louisville mm. someday. Bobby Petrino gets a job somewhere, yeah, you know, you go. then go back to Louisville. But I, th- I still think the stench of Texas is gonna is still on him a little bit. You know, I don't know that that's fair.
3: <laughs> is that a song? The stench, the stench, of, stench Texas? of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Texas people. I, Texas rose or something like that. I don't remember. I, the stench of All Texas. All my stenches stench should be come from Texas. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> That's
1: what it happens when you it. leave. If you open up a p- like a piece of food, and you don't close it up, and you put it back in a cupboard, and it smells bad. That's what ends up happening.
3: Cup, how do you spell cupboard? How's cupboard? Sp- How's cupboard spelled? C U P
1: B O A R D. That's how okay. you pronounce it. Yeah, in the I,
3: South, they all say cupboard. I believe. Is that a Southern maybe, thing? No, really? maybe that. No, that might be a Pennsylvania thing. We've talked cupboard. about this. My I'm mom from is from Pennsylvania, and you're from Pennsylvania. From Pennsylvania. My Pennsylvania, mom, I, I think, call it cupboard. My mom called it cupboard, and I believe in the South they called it the cupboard. Cupboard. But if you think about it, that's where you put cups on a board above in the, uh, in, right, in above the area there yeah it's a cup board that's how it's spelled so whatever well i
1: don't know that we solved anything including how to spell cover but this was a lot of fun just uh lightning round yeah. if you have any if you have any thoughts on us uh hit us up on twitter you can find us at rick tom podcast you could also find rick at nfl stride you can find me at tom w jones thanks for listening you can subscribe to us on itunes google play wherever you get your podcast the next time we talk to you it'll be a football friday so be sure to join rick and me, as well as our producer and co-host for today, Steve Versnick. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you on Football Friday.